podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. last Spurs man to lift the FA Cup. I can't believe I say this every year, but it's still the same. It's still Mr. Gary Mabbitt. How are you, Gary? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Good. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, I saw you briefly on Saturday. You were at White Hart Lane um, at the uh, new Superstore. I believe this was the first time you were shown around the new stadium. Yes, uh, there have been a couple of visits planned previously, but unfortunately mm. I was away during those. So yes, it was my first uh, visit to the stadium, obviously with the pitch laid, and uh, yeah, literally as you as you walked out from the concourse uh, onto the um, yeah on the side of the stadium, side of the pitch. I mean, it was an absolute wow factor. It is an incredible. Uh, I mean, and what the great thing for me about it is that you know as, as I came out out there, it had that feel of White Hart Lane because it's. It's still right on top of you. It's not, you know, the way it's been built, it's been built in a specific way so that, you know, everybody seems to be close to the pitch. Uh, and it does seem like it's going to be an absolutely, you know, amazing people when it's completed. And, uh, you know, obviously I, I went uh, around the stadium, the concourses, I went underneath the stadium, saw where the pitch slides yeah. in and out for the, obviously, uh, you know, the football and then obviously other events. Wow. And it is, it really is, it looks like it's going to be the, you know, the best stadium in the world. Um, I've seen a number of stadiums as I've travelled around uh, over the years, uh, but uh, you know what the stadium, the feel the stadium has, everything. I mean, it's absolutely outstanding. And do you do you think it might be ready this season? Did they give you a nod or a wink today or uh, on, on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, again, I think at the moment uh, you know, we're being um, you know kept up update as much as possible, uh, but I think the. Yeah. Yeah, the the current status is, is that we we've been informed that there'll be a statement made uh, in mid December, and uh, that statement right. will then give a, a definitive answer as to when we'll be playing our first game at the new stadium. So, uh, I mean, for myself personally, uh, yeah, I want to get this stadium absolutely completely right. Uh, yeah, I want it to be rushed because it, the the last thing you want is to you know turn up it's not quite ready and there's scaffolding all around the place. I think mm. I mean it is a stadium to say when it's fully completed. Um, you know, as I said, I, I walked around the stadium in, in awe because uh, you know you understand you've been yeah. shown pictures, you've been shown you know videos and makeups of how it's going to look, uh, but actually walk out there and to see you know the, the the bank behind one goal which stretches you know, an incredible distance up. Um, yeah, as I say, I can just uh, imagine mm. it is going to be a fantastic stadium to to play in, and I'm sure that uh, you know the, the the fans when when we finally move into that stadium, you know, will appreciate uh, you know the club's efforts in trying to make it the best stadium in the world, but also the stadium that's going to retain the atmosphere of the old White Hart Lane. Mm. Do you think that's kind of um... Uh, look, we've ended up at Wembley now for what well, it might be a whole season. We don't know. As as a sort of ex-player, does sort of where you play, what pitch you play affect? I mean, do you think this this has affected the players in any such way, or do you think they're just professionals who just get on with it? Well, no. I mean, you know, you know players are generally quite stoical. Um, basically, what's thrown at, at them, they normally tend to deal with. Uh, everyone's been mm. talked about having to play so many games in so many days. Well, you know, players are used to that. If that's the way it is, that's that's the way it is. 
Um, and the best thing for players mm-hmm. is that you, you want to play games because the more games you're involved in, it means the more successful you are. The more games you're involved in means you know, the less training you have to do. Because obviously, if you're not playing during the week, then training will be a lot harder. Uh, and it's far more fun mm. playing matches and being successful. So for me, um, you know, these when players talk about, or it's normally you hear it obviously from managers about how many games they're having to play in a, in a short space of time. Uh, and the stadium, I think, as Christian Eriksen came out, I think it was last week, and said that you know really players want to get into the brand new stadium as soon as they can. But in the meantime, you know, they're enjoying playing at Wembley. Last year, when you consider we play a game away from home. You know, we qualified for the Champions League semi-final of the mm. FA Cup uh, this season. You know, we've had a fantastic start. Um, you know, to, to our league league position at the moment, uh, the best ever start that we've we've had. Uh, you know, we're lying in a position now whereby you know we are threatening. Uh, you know, obviously Chelsea just above us, and we're only five points off Manchester City. Uh, so for me, um, you know, we will move into the stadium mm. when as it's ready, but. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I think the, the players have shown that, uh, that their form, that um, you know, that they've had at Wembley over this last eight, eighteen months, has, has been good enough to get us where we are. I mean, picking up on a point you made there about players, uh, do you think there's an argument the fact that because we've had injuries and because he's had to play more to squad players, those squad players have stepped up. Obviously, Musa Sissoko being a prime example. Do, do you think, in a way, in a bizarre way, because we've ha- he's had to play more to squad players, that's actually helped us in, in the results we've had because everyone feels more included week in, week out? Well, I, mean, I think as a manager, that's the, uh, you know, the skills of the manager are really um, taken to task when... Um, he has a you know, squad of players. He's had a number of injuries. Uh, I think we were... I mean, it worked out very well for us in the fact that uh, due to the World Cup, a number of the players that played in the World Cup were not available for pre-season. And so a lot mm. of youngsters got yeah. uh, on the tour of America especially. Um, you know, players who were on mm. the fringes last year, Lucas Moura has been outstanding this season. Eric Lamella. You know, and then, of course, yeah. other youngsters that come come through. Uh, you know, during that time over in America and they got a chance they got the opportunity to mm. you know, to feel what it's like to, to be part of the team and the fact that we've had a number of injuries this season I think it has it has affected our form as in you know we're not obviously uh, the continuity hasn't been there which sometimes with continuity then every week you're changing who your partner is at the back or your mid- midfield shape or whatever Um but what's been great is that due to the experience mm. gained, I think, during the preseason period and coming in you know, to be involved in, in the games at the moment when players, other players are injured, I feel that uh, you know, players have stepped up to the mark. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, say Lucas Moura, to me, has been um, one of our yeah. best players this season so far. Um, you know, Sissoko, I believe, is, uh, you know, is repaying the manager for the faith that he's shown in him uh, and he's been putting in some, you know, some excellent performances. So for me, um, you know, yeah. everyone looks at it and says, Crikey, you're still playing away from home, you're at Wembley, you're supposed to move into the stadium on this day and that day. I think as far as players are concerned, they're not in the slightest bit bothered. Yes, they cannot wait to get into the new stadium when that is, is going to be. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, their mindset is, their focus, the mindset going into the game has been good. Um, if, I'm being, if I'm being very honest, we have hit nothing like the form I know we could hit this season yet. I, I totally and agree. Absolutely. What has been great is that normally you'll get teams that will win a title and say, yes, we, 
when they played well, they were you know, wiping the floor with teams. When they didn't play well, they were showing great character. They were grinding out results. And that's something this is not normally said about a Spurs team. This season, <laughs> You're right. this season, that's what we've been doing. Exactly that. Grinding out results, showing yeah. character, fight, fighting back, mm. holding on. And that, that to me, I think, has been mm. a, a real plus. Uh, you know, when we, when we, um, you know, when we hit that peak form, um, you know, it can only get better. Mm, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, talking about grinding out results, this weekend we're playing Chelsea, who uh, are just above us, unbeaten this season. How big a game is this? I mean, if we beat them, what a marker. I mean, talk about boosting confidence within the team. But maybe if we don't win the game, do you think a lot of fans will think, oh, yes, it's just a bottle to get uh, battle to get fourth place. We're not quite up there with the Chelsea's, Liverpool's or Man City's. Do you see it that way? Do you see it as such a key game? Well, no, I mean, I personally, I think um, Manchester City, Liverpool, for most of the season so far, Chelsea, uh, that they have been been hitting the heights of performance. You know, whereas I mentioned just now, mm. I don't think we have. There is far more to come from you know, the abilities we have within our side. And, you know, for me, at the start of the season, um, you know, whenever a season comes to start, I get asked about what you feel is going to happen this year for, you know, in the, in the Premier League. Mm. And I look at it, and normally I look at, the managers basically in the preseason period, you know, building up season, starting the preseason games. You look at the body language from those managers. You look at what they're saying, the things that they're doing. And you know, to be honest, Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, and Michel Pochettino, all three of those look confident in their squads. Had the belief that they feel they could do really well this season. I then looked at Jose, and he was not looking you know, at all like he was up for it this season. I then looked at Chelsea and Arsenal with yeah. brand new managers coming in. And I've got to be honest, both Chelsea and Arsenal, they've stepped up to the mark more than I thought they would with a new manager. I thought it would take them longer to settle it. But again, they've also yeah. started pretty well. But still, those three that I've picked out, mm-hmm. Man City, Liverpool and Spurs, I still feel yeah. are the three that will be fighting for those top three places. And the game against Chelsea, it's all a great London derby. Um of course, uh, mm. if we can get a victory at the weekend, we go above Chelsea in, in the league. And uh, yeah, as I say, um, you know, where we are mm. in, in the table, considering all the things that have been shown at the team this season and the off-field things and this and that and the stadiums, you know, as I mentioned before, players don't worry about that. All players worry about is going out there on the field, producing the best performance they can and getting results. And that's what they've been doing this season. Going out there and they've been forcing and showing great character to get where we are at the moment. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, finally, Gary, um, we've got uh, David Howells with us next week and then the following week, Chris Waddle. Any uh, stories that sort of spring into your head now about some of the shenanigans you got up to when you used to play with him? How, how long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's David Howells here. Looking forward to seeing you Spurs Show season ticket holders on November the 27th. Grab a season ticket at season.spurshow.net. Come on, you Spurs. We're taking a quick break to play Tottenham Hotspur Striker, the free iPhone and Android game that gives you the chance to win Tottenham Hotspur-related prizes such as tickets and signed items. Let me just go and check what I'm doing in the Spurs Show League against Theo. Ah, not too well at the moment. 
Never mind. If you want to play against us and other Spurs show listeners, search for Tottenham Hotspur Striker on the Google Play or the App Store now. The link is in our podcast description. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Paul Whitehouse, how are you? I'm all right, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Is this a good time for you, as we call you in? Not really. I'm the fa- no, I'm driving down the fast lane in the M1 and I'm not on hand three. Is that OK? That's absolutely fine, as long as you're OK with that, you know? Well, I'm all right with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the forces of law and order will say. Probably won't be that happy about it. But we'll see. we'll soon we find play, out. It's that it? element of danger, yeah. you know. It's wonderful. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I'm I am in my car, but I'm parked. You're parked, just in case, you know. Lovely. I know that you know the, the nanny states and the, the snowflakes that are around today, but they better make it clear, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Now, the, the the last time we tried to get you on, I remember you said to me, "I can't. I'm doing this little fishing show, and I don't know when I'm filming it." I mean, that went nuts, didn't it? That show. I don't. I mean, you know. We got away with murder there, me and Mortimer, didn't we? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been times I've wanted to commit murder with Mortimer, you know, and I've got, of yeah. course I've got the, the perfect excuse. No, Your Honour, he simply slipped and fell into a very deep, fast <laughs> bit of river, you know? <laughs> I tried to... But, but they always... <laughs> they always say it's the simplest ideas that work the best, and it was just such a lovely... Gentle show well, to watch. Well, thanks, Mike. You know, it was. A, it came out of real life. Um, I don't know if I told you that. It's like because after his heart operation, he did get a little bit. I wouldn't say reclusive, but you know, he was. Uh, he was sort of, sort of retreated into his shell, which apparently is quite common. And I had, um, you know, some. I've got uh, heart disease as well, but mine wasn't as dramatic as his. You know, as you can imagine, he's very competitive about that. And uh, and. Um, so we started, I took him fishing a few times, I knew he liked it when he was a kid, you know, and we'd always threatened to go. I thought, well, if I don't do it now, I might, ne- <laughs> might never manage it, you know. So we started going and it was such a laugh and, you know, sort of doing stuff with him that I, we hadn't done anything as mates for a long time. You know, you get your lives sort of drift apart, don't they? So, yeah, it was, um, it was a lovely thing to do, and, uh, you know, and yeah, we seem to have a, sort of appeal to people who, wouldn't normally watch us and certainly wouldn't normally watch a fishing programme, you know. A lot of um, a lot of uh, women of a certain age who I think were probably forced to watch it by their blokes, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't one of those dull fishing topic. shows where you're really going into detail about, you know, what oh, you're using. It's not really about fishing, is it? And, you know, you know, Bob is almost a complete novice and, you know, some of that uh, older, you know, course fishing I haven't done for a long while, you know. So I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a novice, but, you know, it's, I'm finding my feet again. And so it's, it's a kind of, yeah. it's an idiot being taught by somebody who's a sort of semi-idiot, yeah. you know, which is always a good, yeah. that's a good combination, that, isn't it? The combination always works, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've also heard there may be, there may be, because it's, a, it's quite a big anniversary of the Far Show coming up, there may be an anniversary show, possibly. Well, I don't know. The BBC are dragging their feet, you know, and they, they spend all their money these days on uh, dramas. I call them dead kid mm. dramas. You know, how much more shocking can this one be? Well, they you spend know, them on dramas and Gary Lineker, I think. If Lineker waved his yeah. for a year, 
Yeah, but Lineker's was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not contract with BT Sport as well. Surely could do the Beeb stuff for nothing, couldn't he? Well, you would have thought so. Anyway, yeah. Um, let's not blame. Let's not blame uh, the boy Lineker. As I <laughs> do, you remember Mike Shannon calling him that? Yes, Lineker. Yeah. The boy Lineacre, when, yeah. when he first hit the scene, it, it stuck that we one. We kept doing it. No one, no, one, no one corrected him. Yeah, that was, that, that was me just pulling over on the hard shoulder there. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we were talking about, oh. you were talk, we were talking about Mick Channon, I think, at the, uh, when we lost it. Mick Channon, yeah, and the boy Lineacre. Um, yeah. No, look, the BBC spend a lot of their money these days on dramas because the dramas sell. You can sell mm. them all around the world, you know. And um, yeah. comedy tends to not uh, not be as uh, internationalist, you know. So, but is it is it like is it thirty years since you? How many years ago now? What's it's a, it's an anniversary though, isn't it coming up? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, um, I think it's twenty five yes. years. Yeah, twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. I've been just funnily enough, I've just been. Trying to round up um, the the Fast Chef family, uh, we I call them. <laughs> they are certainly as dysfunctional as any normal family. So, yeah, and I mean everyone, you know, everyone uh, was up for doing something, but whether we will or not is another matter, you know. Mm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose could you? I mean, could you if 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 they don't effectively pull out the money from mm. the budget? Could you then? Would you? Would you like go to a Netflix or someone? Or, 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 or well, or it's not? possible, I suppose. I mean, I, I think in in a way, maybe we'd do a little live round or something, you know, and just a little celebration. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, just getting everyone together, really. Like you know, some people are up for it one day yes. and then not the the next, you know, or whatever, and when they've got other commitments. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it would have been a nice yeah. thing to do. I, I, I. You know, it's not about lining our pockets. It's whether the BBC can come up with a budget to make a show now with the production values and the details that, that, that we've done in the past. Otherwise, there's, yeah. there's no point in us doing it, really. You know, dilutes the legacy. Dilutes yeah. the legacy, yeah. as Ashley no. Seal said to me once. Yeah. What you're doing now is diluting the legacy. Mm. <laughs> that was a scab <laughs> accent, by the way. Okay, so. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> So uh, on on to Tottenham. Um, have I mean last time, last really must, oh, we must come on. We're doing well. But last time I saw <laughs> you, you were like, I'm not I mean, going to Wembley. One nil to the Tottenham. One <laughs> nil to the Tottenham. I mean, we are. We're we're still Arsenal of old, aren't we? We're grinding out these one nil victories. Here it's amazing, there. isn't it? But last time you last time I saw really. you, you were like, nah, I'm not going to go to Wembley. Is that still the case? Yeah, I'm afraid so. I don't know it's pretty poor of me, but I don't know. I was so looking forward to going back to my old lane. I don't want to go there. Mm. So it's not that's not very good, is it, really? Yeah. No, fair but, enough. But you've got, you got your season ticket for the new stadium? Yeah, yeah, I've got my season ticket. Yeah, I mean, I should, I'm supposed to be there now, aren't I? Like everyone yeah. else. But I got a nice um, email from Daniel the other day. Yes. Not personal, obviously. Telling me that, um, telling me that it would be ready in the new year, but I don't, I'm not sure that's the case now, is it really? Do you know? Well, the, the well, the next thing they're going to tell us mid December when it may be, and now rumours are it could be February, March, or maybe not at all this season. Ah, okay. Could all, oh, why don't could we also just, happen? I suppose we could just leave it, and not not bother moving at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, buy. You know, one of those when you buy a property and you flip it. Yeah, yeah just yeah, flip we, it we and flog it. it to some. <laughs> Harringay Bowen might. Harringay Bowen might take it off <laughs> us. Yeah, Harringay Bowen doing well. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't or it? Or maybe Man City <laughs> might need a London-based stadium. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad idea. Could do that. <laughs> uh, what, what do you? What? Are, what's your assessment of this season? How, how do you think we're playing? Well, I don't know. We seem to, like I say, we're not playing very well. Not not the sort of quality that we've come to expect, mm. have we? But we we are, you know, we're picking away, aren't we? And we're holding our own. And we're, we're only two points behind yeah. Chelsea. So, you know, I mean, I mean, you, I think having Ali and Ericsson out for all that length of time has, has you know, has obviously been a, a problem. Yeah. But, who would have thought that Sissoko stepped up to the plate like he has? No one. He divides fans, you... doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I know he's the new charity hero, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, uh... But look, I mean, incredible, really. And I, I mean, did you see the game last night? See the throw in the Yeah, Croatia? I mean, I thought Kane's finish both was those amazing. Goals. Amazing. Harry scored both those goals, yeah, didn't he? he did, really. Let me notice, I listened to his interview last night after. I mean, I've said this a few times. I haven't got many takers on this one, Mike. But mm. he does sound like Joe Strummer to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had to listen to that game. Joe Strummer. Have a listen to it again. Is this a really? <laughs> oh, There's... God. I never thought about that. Joe Strummer. Yeah, that's oh, why. Anyway, no, that I, that's right. I haven't got many people with me on this, but I, I think... Right. I think in, in, there's a possibility there. There's a, you know, there's a similarity rather. Yeah. So, um, oh, wow. <laughs> Hamilton, let whole, me know what you think. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry Kane sings Joe Strummer. Could work. Yeah. Come on, man. Go on, Harry. Wow. And uh, exactly. Um, and also, I couldn't remember. You've, you've, when, when did you first start going to uh, White Hart Lane? Can you, can you remember? My first, my first game was. Um, was obviously Spurs. You've heard of them, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, my first game away, our name was Spurs Man United. I think it was 1970, and it was a two-all draw. Mm. And I remember the late, great Alan Gilzean, Gilly getting a trademark, you know, header. Mm. And, yeah, that was my first game. And it was a two-all draw. I think it was 1970. And who did you go with? I went with my mate, Mark Pollard, who lived up in Oakwood. Right. Um, which is just north of Enfield, up that way. And, uh, yeah, we went to... That was, that was the first time I went, you know, with my mate to White Hart Lane, yeah. He just showed up, didn't have a ticket, just showed up... At showed up, walked in, wandered around. You know, it's like the first go. I remember talking to Bob about this, and you're like... Like, the, you know, the excitement, the rawness of it, the abuse, the slight element of danger <laughs> that you had in those days as well. What, a, what mm. an intoxicating mix for, you know... 10, 11-year-old. It's great. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. That's quite young, isn't it, just to go I oh, know, yeah. We might have been 11, 12, you know, something like that. And, and it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our parents didn't care about us. And, Get and, out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just go. Yeah. And when, and, and was that it? Did you then start going regularly? I, I, or did you, I sort of was there a little wait and then, then you started? And, um, often throughout the 70s. And then I sort of, uh, oh, sorry. Can you, is that bothering you? Somebody's the Yeah, no. <laughs> Simon yeah. Day from the past show. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, there we are. Yeah, he's asking, yeah, when's the last show going to happen? Shall I answer? Yeah. No, let's yeah. not. Um, <laughs> no, I sort of went off and on, really, and I didn't start going 
more regularly than till the eight. It's not girls intervened. No, and I stopped. I stopped fishing and right. for a bit, and I stopped going to the football. And then mm. I picked it up again in the eighties when I started working at Tactic Council, when there were a few couple of uh, diehards Spurs yeah. fanatics there, especially uh, my old mate. Um, Danny Wiseman, and, uh, that... and he sort of rekindled my interest. Yeah, about the no, what, no, was that early eighties or mid eighties? Really. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Oh, right, so a good time to start really, going then, it? wasn't it? But it was, it was no, it, it was mainly that. It was just mm. sort of meeting up with a couple of like you know minded Spurs fans, and I thought, oh, I'll miss the football, and I so that's when I started going again on a, a regular basis, and. Did you used to go to the away games as well, or were you just more of a home home person? No, I'm always at home. I've been to a few away games, but I'm mainly at home. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not a diehard. I've got many interests yes. like, in life. Both of only a small part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but have you, have you got your kids into it? Unlike you, yeah, it's just this. Like I know. I've got, I've got a thing to think about. You yeah, know? I know. You're right. You're right. But have you got any of your kids into it at all? Have they got the bug or no? Not remotely. Really? Not remotely. Only my youngest daughter, who, you know, she has grown up in Arsenal territory, but she is mm. steadfastly Spurs. Oh, really? Yeah, but no doubt as she grows up, she'll realise her dad's an idiot, and you know, and so she won't. She you know, she to, won't. So does she try and get you to take her take her along, or is that mm, pressure? Yeah, there? she does, but I mean, not not yet. Obviously, I can't at the moment. Well, and she's quite young still, so. Right. But I, I, as I say, I have this slight worry that as she grows up, she'll realise, oh, my dad's an idiot. And I've mm. just been supporting <laughs> Spurs just because he told me to. <laughs> yeah, well, we do we do tend to brainwash them, don't we? we do I know. Try, I know. Like, I know. I anyway. the, the awful realisation as they grow up, oh, you're not really what I thought you were. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's a worry. Could be a lot, of therapy later, a lot of therapy later in life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. Exactly, which is a yeah. worry. Um, very briefly, then this weekend we're playing Chelsea. Yes, uh, at Wembley. What, what, what do you what do you reckon with this one? Big game, very big game, and they've been playing well. And I, I thought, um, you know, at the start of the season, I thought well, they've been dismissed quite quickly. You know, like always, oh, just Liverpool and City. But you know, they hang on. Mind you, I do think with everyone coming back now, I think we've got a good chance of getting something out of the game. Don't you? Um, I, I think so. I think they haven't sort of played that many big nice. teams yet. Um, I, I think if we manage to beat them, we go above them. I think it puts it in really does, doesn't it? I think season. it is a crucial game, and I and I do think with Ericsson back, he, he's on fire in the old Nations League or whatever it's called. But Harry and Harry will come back yeah. now, but, you know, full of confidence, and 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 mm. Deli Ali as well. And I'm, I, you know. Um, yeah, I'm confident actually. You know, I don't, I'm not normally. I'm, I'm yeah. usually a, you know, a sort of uh, would be lucky if we nick a point. But I think we've got a very good chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And 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 finally, um, you've got this big show coming up in the West End. Starts in February, doesn't it? Only falls and horses. Yeah, but I haven't even mentioned about? it yet. You had to mention it. You see? No. Yeah. No, well, thank you get, very get much. Yeah. In, I know, you know it's um. Yeah, it starts on right. February the nineteenth. <clears throat> And um, it was the last project that John Sullivan was working on when he very sadly died. And it's, um, I mean, mm. you know, for Spurs fans as well, it was an extra resonance because Chad Hodges was working with 
John Sullivan, uh, and they'd written one yes. song together, which I think was about as far as John Sullivan had got with the project. I don't think it was any more than that. And then very sadly, he died, and uh, his son mm. wanted to sort of move the project on because I think there was a feeling that, you know, John Sullivan put his heart and soul into Only Fools and Horses, and, you know, he wrote all that stuff all on his own, and it's a sort of mammoth undertaking when you see what he produced, you know. Um, and his son wanted to sort of honour his legacy, yeah. really. So he tried to get it off the ground, and they approached me and um, Jim Sullivan and I get on very well. And we, you know, we have a. I was very conscious of how precious mm. it was for Jim, you know, and and how precious it is to you know sort of British life in a weird way about sounding too pretentious. Was it was it the grandfather role you're always going to do, or was was there talk of maybe you doing? I don't know. I can see you doing Del Boy as well. No, I'm too old to Del Boy. Like me, you know, I mean, the joy yeah. of doing Granddad is I sit down for most of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, I'm, and if you forget if you forget your lines, it doesn't really matter. No, not really, does yeah. it? <laughs> so no, um, yeah. there's a very good chance that'll happen as well. But I wasn't originally going to be in it. Yeah. I was just sort of going to be involved in the writing and the adapting because you know we put a lot of stuff from the series in the show. You know, yeah, we don't want to say that people come to the Only Fools and Horses in a concept album, right. you know, turns up. Or now some songs from our new album. Yeah. You know, I mean, nothing makes your heart think any more than that, does it? Mm, true. So, you know, we're very conscious that we wanted to do a show that celebrates the good things of Only Fools and stuff that people, you know, love about it. And then, and I wrote a few songs myself with Chaz Hodges again. Oh, lovely. Very tragic. I didn't know that. Oh, how lovely. No, so... So we, yeah, we wrote um, a couple of songs together, and so there's a, you know, it was a sense that we're honouring John Sullivan's legacy and Chad, you know, because mm. uh, oh, we have Chad and Dave in there as well as, um, uh, you know, stuff that uh, Chad and I wrote specifically for the musical. And in yeah. fact, we're doing a little um, a tribute to Chad uh, in December with uh, with Chad, Sam Nicky plays the drums for him, and Dave Pitcock. And they're gonna, we're gonna That's do right. the song that I wrote with Chaz that I had an idea for for the musical, which is called "Where Have All the Cockneys Gone." So we're gonna. Right. <laughs> <laughs> some went to Billerick, some went surfing. A lot of them went to Kent. Oi! No. So yeah, just looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, fantastic. That's December the seventeenth, isn't it? Shepherd's Shepherd's yes. Empire. Yeah, I think that That's right, yeah. show. And when do you when when do you start when do you start uh, rehearsing for the? Uh, the musical uh next week oh wow yeah no pressure yeah wow straight into it <laughs> well wow. i hope to see you there mike no i'll be there absolutely i'll be there in front mouthing the words to you yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah please do sit yeah. down in front and hold it hold it hold it on hold, hold big, it up high big drink card all right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely lovely all right, all right paul thank you so much thanks for no, stopping your car up. All and chatting fight. to everyone. I'll see you soon. Lots of love. And you, mate. Come on, you Spurs. Go, you Spurs. David Pinkney's through my army. 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 Hi, it's Chris Waddle here. Looking forward to seeing you all at the Spurs Show Christmas party on December the 3rd. Go to live.spurshow.net for tickets. Come on, you Spurs.
As you heard in the show, we're playing Tottenham Hotspur Striker, the free iPhone and Android game that gives you the chance to win Tottenham Hotspur-related prizes such as tickets and signed items. Let me just go and check what I'm doing in the Spurs Show League against Theo. Ah, not too well at the moment. Never mind, if you want to play against us and other Spurs Show listeners, search for Tottenham Hotspur Striker on the Google Play or the App Store now. The link is in our podcast description. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.